1: Here's some clips. Oh he is It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you'll Look up guys who poop in a bag. And I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts.
0: Except Spotify. We're working on it.
1: Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, internet. And welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and this is a comedy podcast that gets personal where I have my friends. Comedians and various guests on and we talk about life over a couple drinks. Welcome back to the show. You guys this week's episode. Holy shit. This one is a doozy. This is a very different episode for Intoxicated. Now, if you are a listener of the show, you do know that there is a focus on comedy and comedians. This week's very different. Um, Like I said with the Frankie episode a few episodes back, every now and then I like to dive into a particular subject and reach out to a guest who might not necessarily be a comedian, but is very knowledgeable on a certain subject and who can come on and talk about that subject in a candid way. And oh, Boy, did I ever find one. So back when I did the body confidence episode with Frankie, we did touch on sex work and she actually put me in touch with somebody via Instagram who I ended up meeting with for coffee and she agreed to come on the podcast and talk about online sex work. This week's guest is the lovely and awesome Chili. That's not her real name. That's a nickname. Um, that is her online persona. And that is who she is on this show. So Chili is an amazing woman. She's only 23 years old. She's extremely well-spoken and knowledgeable on this subject. She's been involved in the online sex industry for about two years now, but she has some amazing insights into it and some great information. So this is a very informative episode. It's extremely interesting, but at the same time, it's also great because... because... Because I was able to laugh and crack some jokes with her. She is extremely candid. And that's what made it so much better. I remember when kind of the first joke was made and we laughed. I just felt so relieved because I didn't want this episode to be so uptight. Uh, I did want it to be more fun. But I did also want people to learn some things from this. So I fucking love this interview. I am very proud of it. Very glad that I kind of was a bit ballsy and reached out to someone that I'm not necessarily friends with. Although I would say, I would hope that Chili and I are friends now, but it is different to interview someone that you don't really know. Um, But this is amazing. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Just make sure to listen with an open mind and enjoy. It's so interesting. I will link below to Chili's Instagram. Make sure you do follow her on there. It is a private account, but she will hopefully approve you. I'm going to be keeping my eye on Chili. Down the road, she actually hopes to launch a business around this uh, and work in advocacy for sex workers. So this is extremely cool. And the girl's only 23. I mean, she's on her way to do some amazing things. I freaking love it. So follow Chili. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever app you are using. That way you won't miss an episode. If you love the show, you can leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can also follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast. Twitter is in underscore intoxicated. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I can't say it enough. We actually just hit 100 100- Yesterday I was on Instagram stories and Instagram live watching it go up. I was actually just like kind of plugging the channel throughout the day and watching the subs go up. And it's awesome now because we have a URL that isn't a jumbled mess of letters and numbers. So that's amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who subscribed yesterday to the YouTube channel. But if you haven't yet, please do subscribe. You can check out video versions of episodes on there and hopefully more content to come very soon. You can email the podcast at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. You have the chance to get early access to episodes and bonus episodes. So we only have three Patreons right now. Hoping to get that number up um, so that we can give more content. So now would be a great time to sign up for Patreon. As this is, generally speaking, a common Comedy podcast. Make sure to check out some live comedy in your area. If you are in Halifax or visiting, I recommend the Halifax Yuck Yucks. That's yuckyucks.com backslash Halifax for show information and tickets. I am so ridiculously sick, so that's why I probably sound a bit weird in this intro, but also I don't want to take up any more of your time because this episode is epic. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I hope you guys enjoy this amazing episode with the very awesome Chili it's the quiet the quiet whenever i see someone who's like really quiet and reserved i'm like you must be kinky <laughs> oh, like yeah, you must you either. like there's something going on there that behind like because when you're when you're in the bedroom and you're out of it mm-hmm. you're you're like raw self i feel like and just <laughs> yeah just say your name or something in the mic just so i can hear you i'm chilly oh chilly such a hot name Chili Peppers. How did you <laughs> come up with your, your nickname?
0: Um, Well, it's kind of a boring story, actually. Pish Posh. Um, so originally, my uh, username was Stitch Bitch, because oh. I did embroidery. And oh. then after that, it was uh, Chili Bitch, okay. because I stopped doing embroidery, and I was like, well, I'm kind of a cold ass <laughs> bitch. So... <laughs> Stick with the (laughs) bitch. bitch. And I was like, well, chili chick just makes so much more sense. I love that. Yeah. I love that you have a nickname. I wish I had a nickname.
1: I always like whenever I see chili, I just think red hot chili peppers. I don't know why it just instantly what comes to mind.
0: Totally. So do you
1: listen to the red hot chili peppers? I hope Um, that you do.
0: I have. They're not like up there for me. You are much younger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Because you are a youngin'. Um so guys, welcome back. To the intoxicated podcast. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. We have a very special guest here today.
0: It's Chili. I'm Chili. She has one name. Mysterious. I suppose my last name could be Chick. Chili Chick. (laughs) I like Chili.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just going to call, I'm just going to call
0: you Chili. Sounds good. And if I
1: actually, if I, if I slip your real name out i will bleep it
0: sounds good in fact
1: i kind of like it when that happens because in the video i can put like a bar over my face <laughs>
0: <Bleep>. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast thank you for having me
1: on here this is this is quite different from what i think a lot of people on intoxicate are used to but as you know this is a comedy podcast so i usually have comedians on and we just we just shoot the shit and we're silly and we laugh and we joke talk about. Talk well, a lot about sex and dating and relationships and stuff, but from time to time, I like to have people on to talk about a particular subject, and that's why we're here today. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, we are drinking dark and stormies, as requested by you, and they ain't bad. They're pretty oh, good. That's pretty decent. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, so why dark and stormy?
1: Is what I want to know.
0: Um, just, I guess it's my favorite drink to order when I go out. Yeah. 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 Feels classy, but like a little classy. naughty,
1: you know? Yeah. It has a little bit of a kick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a kind of a heavier drink. Yeah. Like you wouldn't chug this. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That would end up
0: quite bad. Oh, definitely.
1: And like I I I love cocktails, so I love that you chose like a classic cocktail, because I don't think we've had Dark and Stormies on this podcast before. Nice. So thank you for choosing something different. The other thing we get to right away is a Friendship Origin story. So I'm gonna just get right to it and say that I stalked you on Instagram. <laughs> you were recommended to me by Frankie, who yeah. is a lovely human and who I love so much. Um, so Frankie and I talked a lot about body confidence and I, I kind of, I'm just, I'm curious about sex work and that whole world. So she brought you up and I connected with you. We had Starbucks and our Starbucks date lasted a long time. It did. It was like yeah. two hours.
0: It was it really felt, nice.
1: Yeah. I felt like that could have been the episode truly because a lot of the questions I have for you tonight are ones I already asked <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's, um, I think, I think I'm just fascinated with it. And I think it's important for people to learn a thing or two. Yeah. Um, right from, from someone who does it and open their minds a bit and learn. Cause I think we make a lot of assumptions. And that's kind of why I want to do this episode. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Anytime for
1: being here. So let's start it off by, I guess one thing I want to say is, is like, can we just define what sex work is? is
0: totally um so sex work is very broad Um, a lot of things are included within sex work so you think about escorting that's probably the first thing that comes to mind um webcamming sugaring so like being a sugar baby right lots of other things um it's essentially anything um that you're providing that's a sexual service in exchange for either money or sometimes goods sometimes goods, and so, like, that could be them buying you things, like yeah.
1: clothes, mm-hmm. taking you on trips, that yep. would be something. That could be something. Interesting. What about, like, like would it also be, like, you can stay at my house for free? Like, would that count? Um, that would be kind of gray area, maybe. I
0: guess, like, that would be more so in... Like I would consider that more of like a sugaring um, relationship. So some sugar babies do have relationships that are live in. Right. Um, I don't think it's like the majority of people. No. But I do know that there are Mm. some people who do that.
1: That's interesting because, yeah. Um, Do you think that there's people who do – okay, so like a premium Snapchat type of thing where it's Mm. like just like nude photographs um, on Snapchat – do you think some people do that, but like maybe don't consider themselves a sex worker? Um,
0: yeah. I think like yeah. a lot of people are quite open about saying that they don't think that online sex work is sex work. But right. I think it's really important to include ourselves from a privileged position into that category because to say like, oh, I am better than or on a moral high ground from someone who does street walking or someone who does escorting. Right. That's like you know, not a differentiation. Um immorals that I think you really need to make. Yeah. I think it's better to, like, be inclusive. And when you say, like, I'm standing up for sex work, it's like you're standing up for everybody and including everybody under that voice. That's actually, yeah, that's
1: very, very, very true. Yeah. And so for yourself, what is it exactly? I guess maybe just give a brief overview of what you do. So your, your, everything that you've done.
0: Okay. Um, well, I primarily do online sex work. Um mostly clip making. I produce my own videos. Um, I also do webcamming. I Mm -hmm. used to cam on my free cams, but that got well (laughs) very annoying. (laughs) Very fast.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) I have so many questions about cam girling, but yeah. Yeah,
0: So I mostly do like independent webcam sessions
1: now. Okay. Independent. So when you say independent, it's you by yourself. Yes. Is it one on one with one other viewer? Yep.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I do like Skype calls, FaceTime calls. Oh. Makes it a little more personal, a little more private. Interesting. Yeah.
1: and so it, it's would it sometimes be them typing to you and you
0: doing it? Sometimes. And sometimes yeah. they're actually
1: like FaceTiming, like you can see them.
0: Oh, totally. Oh, crazy. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that's insane. So you've kind of you've kind of dabbled in, you've kind of narrowed in on what you are comfortable with mm-hmm. and what you like doing at this point, which is the videos. Yes, and yeah. the camming. The can aspect that is fast and what age did you get into this
0: um i would have started when i was uh 21 21 yeah 21? and you are 23 now? i am 23 now so two years two years ago i feel like it was almost three years ago mm. maybe two years ago i don't know yeah around there around we'll there. say two to three <laughs> should know this two to but... three years <laughs>
1: Um, that's insane. So what made you, where does that decision come from? Because I can't imagine, like, here's my thing. I feel like a lot of people make a lot of jokes about sex work. And by that, I mean, if someone says, I'm really broke, and then a male friend will say,
0: just be a webcam girl. Yeah. Or
1: just sell your underwear.
0: Totally. Or
1: like, you know, people make jokes. And I've made jokes, and that's and that's the thing. Like Mm -hmm. I have, I I've been I've been the one who's been like I'm so broke, better start hooking. Like, and that's that's insensitive.
0: (laughs) Me too. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Okay.
1: A part of me is like so scared to offend here, but I'm fine. You make me so happy. Okay, perfect. So like, Um, it's interesting. It's just fascinating to me because you can have someone who's sexually confident, who's like you know, very in touch with their body and very comfortable with themselves. Um, and they never want to do that. But then, so where does the decision come to say, okay, yeah, I actually am going to do that. Like, cause I don't think any of my friends would ever believe me if I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like all of them be like, yeah, right. You're like, you're just saying that kind of thing. Cause it's so easy. It's so, so easy to joke.
0: Yeah. But when it
1: comes down to it, where did that, I guess, what was your first like thing that you did?
0: Um, well, initially, I was like, again, thinking, like, can I do this? Is this something I can push myself to do? So right. initially, I went on Omegle. <laughs> okay. What's this? Oh, wait. This, <laughs> this actually, is this the kind of like the yeah, chat roulette? Yes. It was like a similar kind of yeah. website. Ooh. So like naughty chat roulette. Interesting. Um. And essentially I was like trying to find people who would PayPal me money while I was on Omegle. I was like, well, this is pretty much a safe bet. Like I can just click out of this if I feel uncomfortable. I'll see how it goes. Okay. Um didn't have a whole lot of luck there, but I feel like that experience told me that I was confident enough to do it. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. That
1: that's so interesting. So what exactly did you do on there? Were you just kinda like a little flirty? Like, did you actually show anything
0: uh yeah yeah,
1: amazing yep. <laughs> See, okay because that's the thing like even just doing this which Ooh. i've been doing for a while on with video with podcasts like holy shit like i would if i were to dive into that mm-hmm. i would probably have to take a night alone with the camera just to get comfortable with the camera and like yeah. kind of psych myself up to like get because i've done listen i've done like sexy snapchat videos to certain people but that's different. That's not live. You know, like, that's, you know, you're yeah. taking the video, you're making it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's an aspect to you being kind of, like, live with somebody where mm-hmm. anything can happen at any moment. That's so terrifying to me.
0: I mean, like, it seems terrifying. But one thing about people who seek out, in particular, webcamming mm. um, is that they often have very low expectations. Uh. So it's kind yeah. of like a what you give them, they, they will, will appreciate. Take. They, they will, will appreciate it. Appreciate. The good clients will, ah. um, which entices you know me more in my job to do a good job, and it gives me the comfortability to be like, okay, these people are understanding, and right? They are a little insecure and in seeking out sex work, so I can just make this easy for them. Oh my gosh,
1: that is that's fascinating. And so it went yeah. from that site to people PayPaling you. What was the next step?
0: Um. Well, initially, like, the way that I kind of got into being an online sex worker was, um, like, I just had gotten out of a pretty terrible relationship. Um, and it kind of explored my sexuality through Instagram mm. a little bit. So mm-hmm. I was, like, taking sexy selfies, posting them, and just got this, like adrenaline rush from right i'm doing that because like people are commenting they're like oh my god this yeah ha, ha. yeah it would be hard <laughs> not nice. to be affected by that yeah totally yeah. um and like as somebody who struggled with self-confidence that yeah. was a really empowering. empowering feeling yeah um but yeah so i was talking to my friends um suze she's red hot suze she has a blog Ooh. on instagram to go check her out exactly. um But this was, like, again, when I first started, and she was saying, like, you are sitting on money right now. These men that are hopping into your DMs, that are commenting on your photos, that are saying that they want to see nudes, they will pay for nudes. All you have to do is ask. So I started asking. (laughs) I love this so much! And it was, like... 80% of the time, they would say yes. That is, like, absolutely fascinating to me. And this was on,
1: like, primarily Instagram? Or was it, like, also, like, did you use Twitter or,
0: like... Um, I I didn't use Twitter initially, but I did use Tinder. Tinder, right. So, like, I would post my sexiest photos on Tinder and kind of direct people from Tinder to Instagram in my bio, so they would see my Tinder and be like might not match with her, better go follow her on Instagram. So they do that and then they hop in the DMs and then right. maybe two, three DMs later, I was like, these ones are ripe. So. And how do you know
1: when <laughs> someone messages you? Um, cause you must get a fuck ton. Like I I was even thinking that today when I was like messaging you in there. I'm like, I should get her number or something, cause I imagine your Instagram is flooded. (laughs) Like it's probably a lot of messages to manage.
0: It is, but I feel like I've almost become accustomed to it. In the same way that like, if you're a successful business person, not like I'm saying that I'm super successful, but like if you've got a lot of emails on the go, you have to stay on top of the emails. So like. That's actually DMs true. Are yeah, my emails, they're really basically. your emails.
1: Yeah, fascinating. And was there ever like, were there little signs that you would pick up in convo that this person might be someone who would like pay? Because like, there's people who might just like maybe know you through life and like,
0: yeah, just be flirty
1: with you. But like, is there a way for you to tell when someone's more likely to be someone who would pay for something? Like, is it kind of when they mention specific things that you're like,
0: mm. honestly, even the ones I knew in real life. <laughs> Really? Okay, I am yeah, like totally. utterly fascinated by this. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a lot of guys um, who I went to high school with who would hop in and be like, oh, you didn't look like this in high school, which is gross. Um, Jesus. But sometimes it's like, okay, well, you don't really mean a whole lot to me. I can capitalize on this rather than feel creepy about it.
1: Love that. So yeah. obviously you played into that probably. Totally. Like, yeah, I didn't look this way. <laughs> <laughs> like where some people might take that like as an offense and like mm-hmm. get insecure about it. Like you're turning it around to benefit you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and- I guess like I give them the opportunity um to engage with me respectfully in an intimate way on my terms. So yeah. it's like I'm giving you the opportunity to pay for my services and we can have this exchange that you want, but if you cross that boundary or say, "Oh no, I would never do that," or you know, like you are a whore, or whatever, it's like you're blocked. <laughs> this <laughs> that's was <how> it goes.
1: <laughs> one of my big questions that I had for you was about boundaries, yeah. Um, because I think that there's an element to the online sex work that must be very freeing and like you're in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you how do you communicate boundaries to people, and how do you know when to take it from a maybe tell them to stop or block like mm-hmm. cuz there must be varying degrees of it where yeah. like they might say something and you might say mm, no mm-mm.
0: yeah but
1: maybe not necessarily block them do you know what i mean like so mm-hmm. how do you determine that
0: um i think like well sometimes if people have paid in the past then i'll be a little more lenient cuz i'm like okay i see what you're trying to do here right but if you don't pay me within the next two times you've interacted with me on instagram even if you're just replying to my stories we've become too familiar and you're probably not going to pay me again so i give them the option i'm like okay like here's a reminder this is what i do this Uh is beyond the context of how i'm working with you we're not friends right right (laughs) right yeah 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 and if they are not interested in that then i just let them go if they're being assholes i love yeah was there
1: ever a time that and you don't have to answer this if you you don't want to but was there ever a time that you maybe pushed your boundaries and oh yeah and like regretted it
0: yeah totally yeah um i think especially when i was first starting because like there's no guidebook no and this is like as much as i would like to say like it's a profession it's not a professional field like there's no school or like certificate you go to to be a sex worker um so you're kind of like teaching yourself as you go and when you're first starting off it's very easy to get um sucked into offers that are a little too big enticing enticing yeah yeah but, like don't come through oh. so if someone's like i'll pay you three thousand dollars to be my sugar baby for nothing i just want you to send me a pic to show me that you're trustworthy. That's a thing that people say a lot. That, that's, okay, so I dabbled in
1: Seeking Arrangements, the website. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: was like talking to someone on there for a bit uh, Mm -hmm. because a friend of mine had told me about it and and it did seem enticing. That's kind of the attitude I had. I was like, this seems too good to be true. Like, Honestly, like, I had had a hard time believing that most of these guys wanted to just take me up to dinner. I was just like, I just feel like there's more to it than that. And these guys aren't really saying it. And I was talking to one guy who, like, was super like, wouldn't tell me what exactly he wanted. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you're, you're going to have to at some point. I'm like, gonna just meet up with you,
0: yeah. not knowing what you
1: expect. Mm-hmm. And he refused to, like, he kept asking me for pictures and stuff.
0: Yeah. And
1: I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and yeah. he didn't have pictures, was the thing. Oh. Because he kept saying, oh, like, I'm someone, like,
0: my job, I can. I'm like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. see you in person when we yeah. meet up. So what... <laughs> Either like generally in those situations, either they're married or like somewhat like someone famous, or like very in like, unattractive, in P- <laughs> or, <laughs> or that <laughs> I don't know. I feel mean, like, like she's gonna
1: bow out as soon as she sees my. Yeah, hair. no,
0: that is like an attitude that some people have, and honestly, like sex workers don't care about that shit. No, I don't care what you look like. That's very you know? true, and maybe that's
1: maybe that's something that people, men or women. Mm um need to know is that like it actually doesn't matter what you look like because if you're pan you're pan
0: totally um well like a lot of sex workers too will have um disclosures in their bios that say like i'm open to people who are disabled but with the
1: online
0: aspect Mm -hmm. um there must
1: be an element of safety that you feel where you do have that barrier of like you're not physically there with them, mm-hmm. even though you are. You might be interacting, like with the camera and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is which is interesting. So, does that make you more open to like people you might not be attracted to or stuff like that? Like, does that make it easier?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would. No, it definitely does. Um, I think it is like that safety barrier. Um, That is like part of the privilege dynamic to an online sex work. Yeah. Um, just where you don't have to have direct contact with people, they're less likely to be violent towards you. Yeah. So it's yeah, a little it's safer a huge in that way. Advantage, if you can do it, and not everybody can or does, but.
1: Right, yeah, because yeah, that's, that goes back to my first question of like, you know, the girl who says she's broke and should do something and makes mm. the joke, and then the girl who actually does it. So, what, what do you think it takes as a person, or maybe personality traits, or, or you know, attributes to be a sex worker? Like, what? Because obviously, it takes a lot of confidence and a lot of strength. And I think, anyway, mm-hmm. it would um because you're doing something that is really putting yourself out there like in a, in a big way so would you say that confidence is a key thing to have when you go into it
0: oh absolutely yeah. i think like the biggest thing you have to have is self assurance and mm. the ability to stand up for yourself cuz like yes. in these situations people will push you yeah um and if you don't have a backbone then like it's really hard to navigate those situations um, and hard to protect yourself and you need to be able to do that if you're getting into sex work like there are so many young women who message me and they're like oh i'm thinking about getting into camming i'm like kind of shy about messaging you it's like if you're shy about messaging a sex worker do not get into sex work Ooh, yeah. that's like a big red flag like yeah <laughs> you have to be confident in your interactions with people you gotta be like, ballsy yeah
1: like what you're doing right now coming on a podcast with someone you just met twice talking about it because you're ballsy
0: i'm ballsy this is true ding ding that's actually
1: that's a really good piece of advice because like that that would instantly key me out like i'm like like, i can't do it i can't um so that's fascinating yeah and i and i would also say like it's empowering because you said you said it's Mm -hmm. like very empowering um but maybe don't rely on it to get your confidence like have the confidence and have it be a way to make your confidence even better Totally. But don't rely on it for, like, your self-worth. Yes. Yeah. You need to have stuff outside of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, um, I'm pretty involved in, like, BDSM practices in my own personal life. I love sex. I love exploring kinks. Um, me and my partner explore a lot of BDSM practices, which is really fulfilling and lovely. Yeah. So, like, I love how I can have my own private sexual life at home and still, like, have the sex work, too, you know? So it's, like, that balance. Interesting. Yeah. And so you are in a relationship. Yes.
1: And so what's it like – well, there's two things to this. What's it like telling your family about what you do? and someone who you're dating um
0: well with my partner i laid that out on the table our first date nice good get it all the way and he kind of knew anyways because like he followed me on instagram um so he he knew the gist of it and this is something that like he said before, too, it's like, I knew what I was getting into. I knew this was what you did. So, like, if you ever feel like I'm holding you back, then, like, let's talk about it. Let's, like, yeah. you know, not let that happen. Yeah. So That's awesome. Uh, he's awesome. That is fantastic.
1: <laughs> I think you hit the jackpot there. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but have you
1: had times where you've told guys you've dated, like, and that they weren't cool with it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Was it a jealousy thing? Or, or um, was it them not being down with... The profession,
0: I think, a lot of it was like an insecurity mm-hmm. thing more than anything, because I think it takes a very secure and confident person, yeah, um, to be okay with it.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That it would, that would be it'd be tough. I won't yeah. lie. Um, so finding that kind of openness is very important. And what about family? Because you mentioned that your family mm-hmm. all knows. So yeah. number one, that must feel good to just have it out there.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the moments leading up to, um, when I told them were quite stressful because I was living at home. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, guess what? I've been doing in my room. I'm in debt. Well, I mean, that's basically (laughs) what it came down to. Um, I think there was one night I came up and I was like, they were like, what were you doing all day? You were in your room all day. What were you doing? I was like, I made $700 today. (laughs) Don't even talk to me right now. I could start paying rent, motherfucker. Well, I mean, I think that's that's where they were going next. That's why I moved out. But. Oh, my gosh. That is so fucking funny. Yeah. $700 in an afternoon. Yeah. Um, yes, please. It's possible. It just depends on what you put into it, really. What you put
1: into it. I, I do see it very much so. And this is, might be a weird comparison, but to content creation
0: yeah absolutely.
1: for example someone who starts like a youtube channel and like maybe does one video like Mm. every three weeks yeah versus someone who kind of makes it a part of their daily life to do it every day it's like anything the more you do it the better you're going to get at it
0: totally and i
1: and especially with online
0: where it's you're 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 making relationships with these people yeah, well, I mean, like, with YouTubers and Patreon, it's, like, you're still selling intimacy. You're selling, like, one step closer to yourself. Um So, I mean, that's, like... That's... Okay. <laughs> the way that you said that. Selling
1: intimacy. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so true.
0: Well, it's, like, you're selling, um like, essentially a friendship to them that's almost, like, one-sided. I would say that, like, sex work is almost more um, intimate than, like, that. But, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: for example, I mean, like, you might have people in relationships seeking you out mm. for a side of yeah, themselves totally. that they don't get in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it might not be, like, better intimacy, but it's a different kind.
0: Yeah. It's something that they're
1: seeking because they're not getting it from their relationship so you're really you're truly like helping them totally. in a weird way even though it might be sketchy because they're you know what i mean like there's there's multiple facets to that yeah but regardless like you are tapping into something in them that they're not getting otherwise
0: yeah so well, i mean like my view on it is if if they're not getting it from me they're gonna get it from someone, someone else. else and like Very maybe true. that relationship isn't working out for them and that's why they're seeking sex work yeah um i don't want to get into the morality on their part in their own relationship but like to me they are just another client um yeah but yeah i think like people feel a certain freedom with sex workers to express kinks that they've been shamed for in the past yeah whether that be like say you're really into prostate stimulation or cuckolding or whatever it is bdsm bdsm like you are really interested in this thing and your partner is like, ew, that's gross, then that thing doesn't go away. That interest is still there. So, like, you know, you delve into the depths of the porn hub and you're like, what can I find here? This is still not satisfying for me. And then you go out and find a sex worker. It's like,
1: the, it's like the next level. It's like multiple levels up from porn. Yeah. Like, you are taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And do you think, too, in some ways that when you do that with people, it gives them the confidence to then maybe seek out – um relationships that like in other words like if mm-hmm. i was with someone a guy who like didn't appreciate my geek kink and like i went to a sex worker for it um maybe i then realized how important it is to me and to get out of that relationship yeah and find someone else who can give me everything
0: it does happen um in particular with uh men who get shamed for like wanting prostate stimulation and generally the conclusion from their partner is like oh i'm scared because then you're gay yeah, when just like so prostate stimulation and sexuality really you know yeah like those don't yeah it's the best orgasm of their lives yeah totally <laughs> um, and like even biphobia in relationships too oh, like yeah. myself as a bi woman like i've experienced to some extent biphobia i think Men experience it a little bit more when they're bi. Right. Um, yeah,
1: I would say so, for sure.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: unfortunate.
0: Totally. Because I think, like, with women, it's like being bi is almost fetishized.
1: Yeah. They're you considered know? unicorns. Isn't yeah. that, like, the term that guys
0: use for it? Like, unicorns?
1: <laughs> Which is... Ugh. Did you always know you were bi? Just out of curiosity.
0: Um, I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> There were signs? Yeah, there were signs. There were lots of signs. I think, like, looking back on even some of my female friendships in my, you know, younger years, too, I'm like, I definitely had a crush on them. I was just, like, hella pushing that, you know, under the covers. Oh, wow. And did you have, like, a a, a
1: coming out experience? Like, where you were like, yep, I'm bi. Everybody, I'm bi. Or was it just kind of something kind of... I feel like the coming out with bi doesn't always happen. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think it was like, I thought I was bi and kind of like knew I was bi before my first experience with a woman. Oh, okay, yeah. But then um, I know this really lovely couple. And when I was first like, oh, I think I'm bi, um, they were just visiting, which is great. Because like with a threesome, it's like then they're not. Around, perfect. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a good that- dynamic. It's like I love them; they're lovely people. But again, it's like sometimes it's nice to just have people who are, you know, yeah. only there. <laughs> I, I actually, I feel like it's like the only time I would
1: have a threesome is if I knew that they were leaving. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it
0: makes things a little, a little easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are such lovely people. Um, and they, I mean, like she was my first lesbian experience so that was yeah that was phenomenal i actually feel like that would be a great way to have a first time experience with another woman oh my is God. with a guy there i don't know yeah. it would be kind of like easy you <laughs> well, <to>, like, like <laughs> dipping your
1: dipping your toe in. Yeah. like not literally but i'm <laughs> like he
0: peaced out too oh really yeah i mean like oh, not matter. like intentionally i think like he had a long day and we had also been drinking a little bit so he literally like passed out on the couch why? And then we um bought a bottle of almond oil, coated ourselves in almond Shut oil the in their Airbnb, up. and just like had rampant gay sex. So <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. Uh, yeah, I
1: would watch that. The
0: video is available. I would. <laughs> not even kidding. Don't tell me.
1: Most of the porn I watch is lesbian porn, which is weird because I'm not. I don't consider myself bi. Mm-hmm. Like, I there, I do think it's a spectrum. And I think, like, there's something there. It's just not... I wouldn't say bi. But, like, yeah, that's, like, most of the porn I watch. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you my credit card. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Maxed. You you're like, like, me half of it. Um, that's amazing. That that's um, literally like I feel like the best case scenario. Oh my god, yeah. I like, mean, I don't
0: know how that happened. But. Shit.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So what? I do have like formal questions. This is very different for me. Normally, I just go off the cuff. <laughs> but I have so many. Like, I just wanted to make sure I got all the questions in. What do you think are like some misconceptions? Misconceptions. Did I say that right? Yeah, misconceptions about um sex work because I think people Mm -hmm. have this image, and we talked about this at coffee. People have an image in their head of what a sex worker is.
0: Yeah, and they
1: don't necessarily see all these other layers and all these other kinds. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote
0: a response to this. Yeah, I love this. Quickly look over it. She wrote like paragraphs of answers. (laughs) I really did. This Uh, is amazing. Misconceptions. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So this is actually where I got a little funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But I would say the most common misconception about sex work is the conflation between sex work and sex trafficking. Yes. So sex work and sex trafficking are two completely different things. Sex workers are actually the most vulnerable to be sex trafficked. Um, so huh. they're the most likely to want to prevent it. And we need prevention against sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is awful. Yeah. But sex work is a consensual act between two adults. Um, and it's, you know, it's my yeah. livelihood. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. I'm here to say that I am not coerced. And yeah. yeah. Damn, that is Um, so true, though. Yes. Because I think we think,
1: oh, so-and-so is going off on her own to some city. She's going to get sex trafficked.
0: Yeah, and it does happen. I mean, sex trafficking is like a huge issue, Um, but laws like FOSTA and SESTA, which were aimed to prevent child sex trafficking, actually made it worse. (laughs) Right.
1: And can we sort of give a brief... Uh, overview of what that is yeah,
0: yeah um so FOSTA and sesta were laws put in place in the states or i guess bills put in place in the states um and essentially they aimed to eradicate spaces online that were used to communicate um for sex work right so, so was this to,
1: like for sex workers to get clients
0: yeah so like think about like Backpage mm-hmm. or that kind of thing right um,
1: a lot of their work would come from these sites yeah and so now these sites are gone completely
0: um like i think Backpage is gone i'm pretty sure the personal ads are gone right um a lot of sites did have to shut down um on top of that social media had to comply with these laws as well right. um so that's like why um i would guess like the whole no nips on instagram mm. no nips on twitter like why that's so enforced
1: which is so fucking dumb
0: yeah oh my gosh
1: more nipples on instagram we start a hashtag or something. Uh, well, it already exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: no, that's that's insane.
1: And and so, what are some other? So the sex trafficking thing. What are mm-hmm. are there any other misconceptions?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. I think one that I saw on Twitter the other day by some conservative shithead was <laughs> <laughs> it was something along the lines of like, "Well, sex work isn't consensual. Sex work is just rape because you wouldn't do it if you weren't getting paid." I wouldn't work at fucking McDonald's if I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> but like, here's the thing: like, I did. I did used yeah. to work at McDonald's. None of us would work. <laughs> yeah, totally for like less than ten dollars an hour. Yeah. And on my training week, there was another girl who was starting there as well. She was also training, and she was working the drive-through. And this guy came in. He had just gone through the drive-thru and she had apparently gotten his order wrong. He unwrapped a whole fucking cheeseburger and threw it at her. Oh, my God. And in that 30 seconds, I mean, she must have only been paid, like, five cents. Ugh. You know? Which and that's is so sad. Totally. And, like, the difference between sex work and that is that... If somebody wants to pay me $500 to throw a fucking cheeseburger at me, then that's okay. Cause I consented <laughs> to it, you know? That's $500. Exactly. It's like on my terms. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, oh, you're so right. Hit me up if you want to pay me $500 to throw a cheeseburger at my face. I feel like
1: that would be like such an easy, like that would just be easy. I would do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you, just like off the cuff here, have you gotten any requests that you go, Like I mean I, we're both very we're not we're not king shaming at all.
0: No, totally. But
1: I mean like we all have, like there's boundaries, right? There's things that you're like, um no, that's too far.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. I know that there have been definitely some like out there requests, mm. but actually the most like wild request I can think of was actually from a friend of mine um I was just in Miami with her at XBiz and one request that she got which she talks openly about um was a client who asked her to do a Winnie the Pooh themed video, video oh. where she he was like I want you to eat like a jar full of honey. Oh my god. And then get you know like that scene where Pooh gets stuck in the hole. <laughs> I want you to get stuck in the hole. <laughs> And she was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I love that shit. I think make it the most interesting you can, really. (laughs) And like, this is the thing. Like, I respect this so much
1: because I'm not a good actor. I don't like in terms of I I just wear exactly how I'm feeling on, on, you know, on my face. And uh, I imagine it takes some kind of acting to get into things that you're not personally into, but you're you're doing it because you know that they want it and they're paying you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a skill <laughs> in and of itself to be able to do that. So holy smokes, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> That'd be very sticky.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think she actually ate the whole jar of honey. Was, <laughs> no, you told her. It he was like, you don't have to eat it all on camera. It'll take a while. I'm like, Mm. what about like,
1: like the whole pricing situation? Because Mm. that's kind of always something I think about too, where obviously you're talking to these different people and you're getting messages, you're getting like requests or them saying, I want this or I'm into this. Can you do this for me? How do you then figure out how much you charge
0: I kind of have like a basic rate system that I use mm. now. Yeah. Um initially, again, didn't really know what I was doing, but it's pretty similar to what I charge now, honestly. Um, the first rate that I went with that I just made up out of the blue was like four photos for $25 or like two under a minute video clips for $25. And that was like my base rate that I was like, okay, here's my rates, here's what I offer um and it just went up from there as I had oh, more content nice. to sell amazing yeah.
1: and then in terms of and cause, yeah because I guess with you it's mostly video and pictures mm-hmm. and and stuff like that so you can kind of you can control that a lot better yeah that's amazing what are the challenges that you find with doing this I imagine that there's a lot <laughs> of challenges
0: yeah, um, I think Juno Mac has an excellent TED Talk on um, some of the challenges in the industry based on legislature for mm. different countries mm-hmm. um, and what's actually needed in the industry. And right, overall, I think the majority of people would say just decriminalization. Yeah. Um, right now in Canada, we have the Nordic model, which essentially victimizes sex work. Um, or sex workers, so it's legal to sell sex work, it's legal to be a sex worker, but it's not legal to buy sex work. Right. So it's like criminalizing the act of buying it, man is bad, woman is good. And it's very much man-woman wording in these, in like Bill C-36, I think. Because yeah, Yeah. we were talking
1: about this at Starbucks, the idea that Mm -hmm. if I, as a woman, went and hired a sex worker and got caught, Mm. I probably wouldn't be...
0: Probably wouldn't even get caught. Reprimanded. (laughs) Yeah. Which, that's messed up. Yeah. That is messed up. There is, obviously, like, a gendered power dynamic there. Um, But at the same time, it's, like there's no talk about non-binary sex workers there's no yeah. talk about trans sex workers right. it's just like this focus on women vulnerable man men bad right um, trying to erase sex work altogether by like um taking away the demand for it but the demand is never going to go away this is like one of the oldest industries in the books and i oh, guess yeah. like one analogy would be like okay so it's a le- it's it's legal to own a gym you right. can own a gym. You can own all the equipment in the gym. It is illegal to go to that gym. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a great way to y- say it. People are still going to go to the fucking gym because it feels good. It's like a nice thing to do with your body. Yes. Um, And they're going to go at weird hours of the night. And then they're going to use a <laughs> fake name. And then the people who work at the gym, like the personal trainer, is going to be like, this is fucking sketchy shit. Because <laughs> right. I've got all of these anonymous people coming to my gym who might be a little hyped up on steroids. Because um, they're more scared of getting caught. Totally. So they're going to be a little sketchier. Yeah. Ooh. So then, like, if something happens, do you call the police? Yeah. Do you call the police if the police are like, well, this is, it's pretty stigmatized to own a gym. Right. It's pretty, you know, not cool, and right. uh, you're selling technically illegal services, but, you know, what are you going to do? But that jackass is Will the police the protect you in the same way? Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. So, and, like, the whole, um, like, the vetting process, so the mm-hmm. sussing someone out, because you mentioned yeah. that you've done some in person.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you vet people? What's that process?
0: Um... I would say like you're like to the best of your ability is going to do essentially a background check. So you want their actual name. And if someone's hesitant to give you their actual name, then don't work with them. Mm. A lot of people are not in that privilege system where they can make that option. Because if you have to make like $600 to pay your rent today, mm-hmm. then you might take a job that's unsafe. And that's really right. shitty. Um, But that's the way it is. Um, But if you are in a place where you can vet people, um, then, yeah, you're just going to want to see if they have a LinkedIn, see if they have a Facebook, see how much information is readily available about them. Are there any articles about them? Did they right. commit any crimes? Right. You know, like all of the stuff. Um, Always ask for references. Right. If you, again, are in the privileged place of being able to do that and have the time to do that, like ask for references because that's a really good way um, to ensure that someone's safe. So like if they worked with another sex worker before, that sex worker will have some kind of social media. Don't get them to just text you from some random number, but like they'll have some kind of social media that they can message you from. Um, If they've never worked with a sex worker before, generally I would say just get in contact with like, some female who knows them, it doesn't have to be um, – you don't have to mention sex work at all. It would just be like, hey, do you know this guy? Is he safe? I'm thinking about going on a date with him. Oh, something like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, that's um, actually, actually – That's like a good way to – That's track. something I've never even thought about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but again, if all of this stuff was decriminalized, then we would have less issues with safety. I – Man, ding, ding. I agree on that. Because,
1: like, it's it would be weird to, like, do business with someone who's just a username. Yeah, totally. Um You need to kind of put a human, a real legit human, to that username.
0: Yeah. And even for the most part with online sex work, like, I would much prefer to be, like, you're open with your life and you're messaging me rather than, you know, someone who has a blank page. I generally nice. just don't even accept requests from blank pages
1: right do you find that if if say someone's not really given anything up to you like they're just kind of being really cagey do you find that once you say okay well we're done here like that they then oh no don't go
0: <laughs> here's all my information like no yeah no, interesting they generally just come back with a well, this is why you should allow me to do this. Or, like, this Ugh. is, you know, they're going to be stubborn. And that's why you need to be confident and strong within right. yourself to be like, no, I am i don't care how much you're offering me. Like, if this isn't safe, then it's not on right. the table. Yes. Yeah.
1: Stay on your ground. Holy smokes. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Just in the sense that, like, it, it does take a lot of strength and confidence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like, to do
0: that the Louise. But again, like, not the majority. Most of my clients are absolutely lovely, super respectful people. Um, most of the time people are seeking out sex work just because, like, again, they feel vulnerable. Right. They don't know how to talk about um, what they want sexually in their real life. So, right. Yeah.
1: Right. And have you always been just a very open, like, like sexually open
0: person? Like yeah. Just in terms <laughs> of, like, what I, you accept. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I was, like, thinking about when you sent me those questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I was like thinking back, I was like, "When was I? What was my early sexual experience?" Oh, yeah. Like, because you and I are both fans of Guys We Fucked. Yes, the podcast
1: where a standard question that they ask is like, "The first time you discovered it, or like, yeah, masturbated, like, what?" Because for me, it was super young. Like, (laughs) I I don't actually remember how old I was. That's how young I was. Wow. Like when I was like figured out masturbation being like oh it feels really good i'm gonna keep doing that
0: totally well then you think about um like big mouth and the i forget her name but the character who like is humping the glowworm. yes yeah like that's normal (laughs) kids are supposed to fucking touch themselves it shouldn't be like something that you're like oh don't do that it's like then you're shaming them and giving them these weird complexes and then they come to sex workers thanks mom (laughs) thanks mom Um, that's so, f- yeah, it's so yeah. much, it's so much rubbing
1: up against furniture. I feel like that's the totally. number one, like, way that women figure
0: it out. But I mean, even like, I remember playing with Barbie dolls when I was probably like seven or eight. I have no idea what BDSM was. Yeah. These Barbies were participating in BDSM. <laughs> You're Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ken.
1: Were you tying Ken up or were you tying Barbie up? I think it was, like, a lot of
0: dick and ball torture on (laughs) Ken's behalf, considering that he only had, like, a fleshy mound. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, the BDSM
1: stuff is so fascinating to me because, Mm -hmm. and we talked briefly about this, but I do have a bit of a sub in me a little bit. But I'm very, like, never been tied up. Uh, you You know, I've dabbled in the standard stuff. You know, like, like being pinned down, like being slapped, like all that. Is there a way like for someone like me who's like, I know it's in there. I just need to like Mm -hmm. dabble. Do you have any tips for that? Because that that's something like that's a whole world that I'm so fascinated by. Yeah. Like it's and it's also tough to do when you don't have a partner. You're just kind of like on your own and you're like,
0: can't can't tie myself up. So I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, if rope is your thing, tied, tied up tea. Um, she's Ooh. based in Halifax. Okay. And she's fantastic. She offers rope classes. I think there's one on like the 6th of August. Oh um, my gosh, fun. Yeah. So, so does that, that teach shibari? you how to tie people up or how to yeah. be tied up? I mean like how to tie people up. Okay. Yeah. That's um But also to tie yourself up. There's a lot of self um, rope classes work that you can do interesting it's really cool yeah
1: that and what like when did you discover bdsm as something that like you were like oh i'm into this
0: i, <laughs> I feel it was like, a lot of, like
1: it's like i was a sp- it was a spank for me i was like mm.
0: oh i didn't mind that
1: <laughs> like, totally <laughs> yeah.
0: um think like early on um and this is something i've been thinking about a lot more recently Mm. how like after like right out of high school i was like i need to date older men yeah (laughs) immediately because high school boys suck (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but you just figured it out young like that's like that's just like total truth well i mean like thinking about it though like any older man who's going to date a 17, 18, yeah. 19 eighteen, nineteen-year-old is a fucking pedophile. Yeah, that's fucked. I hate to break that's, it to you. <laughs> that's fucked. When you're, I old, just realized this. When you're older, though, it's not so bad. You yeah, know, like like the older you totally. get,
1: the more once you're old, like, you can go
0: confident in yourself, um, have like a certain amount of self-awareness. Then it's like, okay, there's only so much playing field here. Yeah, um, and it becomes less of a power dynamic. You know, less right. manipulation. Because your
1: brains aren't fully formed when you're 17, 18.
0: No. Oh, my God. No. And so having
1: someone like take power over you like that, your brain doesn't know how to handle that. No. It just knows this feels fucking great. Yeah. This (laughs) feels great. And and, my heart
0: hurts. And then when you're
1: older and you're still a sub, you realize that you have all the power in the situation. Mm. (laughs) And you're like, fuck yes. This is amazing. Yeah. Um. Which is just so fascinating to me. It, it, when I started out kind of dabbling in some stuff, I was like, no. I, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I do. I'm the one letting him do these things. Yeah. So really, that means
0: that I have the power. Which Absolutely. is just messed up. And any good dom would <laughs> recognize that. There are a lot of people who call themselves doms who are not. <laughs> I don't even call myself a dom, and I do a lot of dom work. I would call myself, like... A baby dom or a Bambi dom. A a Bambi dom. A Bambi dom. dom. Because I'm just like stumbling around on my legs (gasps) trying to figure out what feels good. I'm going to do a lot of check-ins because like if I slap you too hard, I want to fucking know about it. I love that.
1: Actually, that's actually, uh, I'm going way off the questions that I sent you, but um, that's actually, you bring up a good point about good and bad doms Mm. because there are a lot of bad doms and I've been with a bad dom and I know what it looks like. What are the characteristics of a good dom? Um, check-ins. Yes. So that knowing your boundaries. are you okay? Are you
0: like or do you like that? Like yeah. yeah. Is this okay? Are mm-hmm. you comfortable? And mm-hmm. like you can do that, um, in ways that are not clumsy or don't feel interrupting, um, while yeah. still being in character too. Um, in your rules, I think also like getting your submissive to send you a list of things they want to try so that you don't have to ask, like, hey, do you want me to, like, you know, like, use this on your dick? Like, do you want me to tie you up? Whatever, like. It's in writing, so you have it ahead of time. Yeah, so it's like, you know that they're interested in it. And let them know, like, please voice to me if you are ever uncomfortable and we will stop it immediately. Do you- having a safe word is a great thing. <laughs> do you recommend like I always laughed at
1: that scene in Fifty Shades of Grey Ugh. where they do the contract yeah. thing. Yeah. No, no, I know. I that. always laughed at that and but at the same time like it's pretty legit though. Like just the idea around maybe having an in-person conversation
0: yeah. before
1: you're in sexy mode. Yes. To be like, hey okay, this is what I really want to try. This is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Here's what I... And then, like, here's what I don't want. <laughs> like, that's very important. Yeah. Too. And here are the safe words. And and just almost, like, agreeing to that when you're not in the moment. Yeah. And when you're just, like, you know, like, you and I right now. Like, we could just talk about it. Um. And I think that that's so important. And that's something that a lot of people
0: don't do. Totally. And, like, with porn actors, too. Like, they'll do that. Um. So in particular with BDSM porn, so if somebody is like a known dom in the industry, if they're a good dom, they will have a checklist for you that says, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to not do? Are you okay with these things? And have very specific things that they're going to stick to. They're not going to go off of the list. So if you're like, yep, cool with this, cool with this, cool with this, they're like, okay, now I know I can do all of these things. Again, we can cut And, you know, break the scene if something's uncomfortable. Unfortunately, not everybody does that. And that's how you know that they're not super qualified. (laughs) And that's
1: how you know, maybe, too, when you're doing something you're not ready for as a sub. Like when when you don't say stop.
0: Hmm.
1: uh, Because there's an element to that where it's like you're scared to say stop because you don't want to be a bad sub. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so you got to find that that voice to be like, "Uh, no." Like it, consent is ongoing. <laughs> it doesn't end with that first meeting. No. Like it's it's going to be ongoing throughout the whole experience. Yeah. And that's something that's so important. But you you make a good point about the like the not cuz I do find that there is an element to consent where people think it's like ruining the mood. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an yeah. art to perfect.
0: Totally. Not and I think it like in particular people who have experienced sexual trauma too. Yeah. Like it's very easy to just turn off.
1: Right. And like as
0: someone who has experienced sexual trauma, it's like sometimes I find myself turning off if I'm like, I don't like this. This is scary to me. I'm out of here. Yeah. Checked out mentally. And like, this is something more recently that I've really called myself on. And you have to actively bring yourself back from this headspace. Be like, am I enjoying this? If I'm not enjoying it, I'm calling time out. Yeah. And if you have a good partner who's like good with communication and going to listen to you, then like, that's never an issue. Right. Oh
1: my gosh. That is so true. Yeah. That's sucky. That's sucky to do. And the thing is too, and like, I've been there too. And, um, I, I'm trying to seek counseling for it mm. um, because I do have moments where during sex, I'm like, I don't like this, but I'm doing for him.
0: Yeah. And
1: and it's, it's a tough thing. I'm 30 fucking two and I'm still struggling with finding that. Mm. Um, so I would say also like, yeah, seek some help if you can. Um, like there are sex therapists out there that oh, hell yeah. deal, deal yeah. with this stuff. They hard to get and I'm on a wait list right now, <laughs> but they do exist out there. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so seek out the help. I mean, like I, I just feel like what's sad is it's hard to, for me to think of a woman who hasn't had sexual trauma, Yeah, absolutely. which is really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So it's pretty sad, but yeah. how, how, how did you, um, i guess deal with or cope with the the trauma cuz i know that that's mm. not necessarily something you get over no. but it's something you learn to deal with better
0: yeah well i think like for myself i almost like allotted a certain time to be like i have dealt with this mm. and then i was like i've dealt with it it's not there anymore. Interesting, but it's always there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it That's doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later, hey bitch.
1: Yeah, it's a, I'm your trauma. Do you still? Okay, <laughs> this is this is a dark question. Do you yeah. know the day that it happened?
0: Um, or like the time was, frame? It was Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It was a Halloween party in my first year of university. And fuck him. Honestly, he was in his fifth year. Oh, shit. Doing a little victory lap. Oh, God. Yeah, piece of shit. Now he's becoming a lawyer. Uh, How many times have I thought about filing a police report? A lot. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do I hate myself for it? (laughs) Kind of. But it's just like, we don't live in a society where doing that is going to yield results. That is, you know. Uh,
1: Thank you so much for saying that, because... When the whole Me Too movement happened, a lot of criticism was like, you're going to be ruining all these men's careers. And Nothing not one man's to them. <laughs> career has been totally ruined because of yeah. this
0: yet. No, there's um, a documentary I watched not that long ago. I'm totally blanking on the name of it. But it was this um, woman. She went to a university in Ontario um, and she experienced what was very straightforward sexual assault and. Um, Went through, like filed a police report, got a rape kit done. Um, and even then, even like with everything that was there, it was like he still didn't get convicted. She still lost that, you know, trial. So, so fucked up. up. All everything can be there. You can put yourself through so much trauma and it still doesn't do anything. Do anything. So, really, it's
1: unfortunately until we
0: get mm. further.
1: It's about making sure you are okay. Totally. And you're in the right headspace going forward. Yeah. And, and fuck those. Like, I, I, the day that I, with me, the day that I blocked this guy, mm. and, like, from everything, was such an empowering day for me. Because mm. I was just, like, out of sight, out of mind, I don't even care anymore about you. Like, yeah, could not care less. Like, and it's almost, like, to a point where it's like, yeah, it's tempting to think about, like, Um, tell their girlfriend and tell like i'm like i knew like friends of his Mm. that knew how he acted yeah and when and that's like a whole other side of it is the the bystanders like the people who know and like jesus christ like if you see something sketchy even if it's your friend say something
0: yes oh my gosh. say something i'm not like, even if i'm at a bar i'm like i can't i can barely go to bars anymore because i can't fucking enjoy myself i'm just <laughs> scanning the crowd looking for like people who are being predators which if you're anywhere downtown is a lot <laughs> yeah i feel like
1: if i went out with you i would
0: feel very safe good because you would just you would you would, so would no messing with you no literally, yeah like there was one time This was while I was still at that same university, um, I think it was like two years after that incident. Mm. And there was another party and this girl was like unconscious being carried out of this house by this guy. And I like went up and I was like, who do you know this woman? Like prove to me that you know her before <sighs> I let you walk out of this house with her unconscious stripped over your shoulder. But nobody else. It's like you have to be the person to step in. Yeah. You
1: know, Yeah, you you really, really do. Because yeah. it's when you start doing that, that hopefully changes will start being made. And like men to other men. Yeah. Call other men out. You know, call them the fuck out. Everyone call everybody out. That's what I think.
0: Is it okay if I, like...
1: Go get another drink! <laughs> Go do it up! Get water, get drinks. I love when two women bond over uh, sexual trauma. It
0: happens all the time.
1: <laughs> it's so sad that that's what bonds us as a gender. Oh, I, know, right? I so, like, appreciate you coming on talking about this stuff, because this is not, uh... Not something everybody can talk about so openly on a podcast where you see your face on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I mean,
0: I'm kind of blessed in that way, I guess. Where yeah.
1: Yeah. Of being just so open about it. And yeah. You have family that's cool with it, too. And I feel like that. Like, I feel like yeah. if the people in your life that are important to you don't care,
0: then the world's your fucking oyster. Yeah. Well, you I know? mean, I think it's not even that they don't care. Um. Yeah, it might have been the wrong word
1: choice, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: like, you know, like, yeah. there are some parents who are totally okay with their children doing sex work, but um, I think with mine in particular, like, they want the best for me, yeah. but they also trust my decision making. Ooh, that's huge. So... I mean, for the most part, they're like, okay, well, she's making success for herself. Yeah. You're she's better in your life. a strong-headed lady. Mm-hmm. She's into some alternative shit. I've got a <laughs> demon tattoo on my arm. Thank you, Helena, darling. <laughs> oh, I love her. I want to yeah,
1: get a podcast yeah. <laughs> tattoo soon. And I want to go there. Oh, hell afraid. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to actually film and maybe do an episode while getting a tattoo sometime. That's kind of my next podcast yeah. goal. Okay, so... One other – two other questions that I have revolves around your clients and, like, who you talk to. So you do the video thing where people can purchase your videos. Do yeah. you have personal relationships with those people? Or do they literally just purchase the content?
0: Um, most of the time they just purchase, purchase the content because, like, I sell mostly through OnlyFans.com slash chick underscore. I'll put um. it right here. <laughs> 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 I really hope you get people from this by. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, it's a welcoming space. Please um, <laughs> do.
1: Please go check her out. But,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, like, sometimes people will message me on OnlyFans, they'll be like, that was amazing. I loved this. <laughs> and like, I love getting compliments or feedback. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And that helps me do my job better. Yeah. Um, sometimes after buying a video, people will, will request customs, which is cool too. Oh, okay. Um I love doing dick humiliation. <gasps> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> so, but and this is something guys want? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the kink. <clears throat> it depends on the kink. But there are a lot of people who are really into dick humiliation and cuckolding. And I think that's sick. I. That's amazing. I've heard about, like,
1: girls who do what are called, like, insult videos, I guess. Or, yeah. like, you fucking piece of shit. you worth...
0: And I'm yeah. just like, oh, my
1: God. That yeah. would be that would be a lot of fun. I won't lie. I totally. will not lie.
0: Well, there was like one client who had just gotten broken up with and he was like, just please. <gasps> just please send me this humiliation video that I need right now, because it's kind of therapeutic. So and consensual. It's like if you're consensually being talk down to then it can be therapeutic because like you're in control of it you're asking me you're to asking say certain things like yeah yeah and that's something that like
1: that's so interesting to me because i didn't really think that that was something that i liked mm. until some like until i started hearing it interesting
0: and then i was
1: like oh no i really like this
0: yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Literally. It's really truly
1: like a flip like a switch flips mm. and I go into this mode. And d- that must be kind of what it's like in a lot of Dom and sub BDSM mm. situations where it's just like, okay, we're in that mode. Because people are yep. so different. We were talking about this before, like people are so different in their quote unquote normal I, I, I say that in quotes, but I mean like, you know, outside the bedroom lives, you know, your mm-hmm. your nine to five lives. Um, a lot of people are a lot different, and then the bedroom is like their their escape, yeah, which is really cool. So you're helping people with that, so that must feel very good. And then the people that you actually like chat with, um, with the camming, like the one-on-one chats, does it get like re- like a really close relationship?
0: Um, emotionally, it or is has it in the past? Yeah, it can. It depends on the client, right? Um, most people are very much like, hey do your thing, jerking off, got off. <laughs> okay, that's, thank you for your time, ma'am, we're done here, I will let you get soul. on with your day, <laughs> and that, I love that, that's great, it's like, yeah. you got what you wanted from it, generally it's under the time that they paid for, so it's like, almost like tipping in a sense, like, I'm not going to waste your time, like, I don't want a small talk, whatever, that was worth the money, cool, I'm out of here, right, um. And then with some people, it's, like, they are looking for an intimacy that's almost more of, like, a girlfriend experience. Yeah. In a sense. And, like, I don't do as much of that just because it is, like, a little bit time-consuming just where I have a lot of stuff on the go. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people just want someone to ask how their day wins. And want someone to like check in and be like, Oh, how's this thing going in your life? Are you still doing this? Do you, you know, how was your time the other night? Blah, 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 blah. Or like yeah. want people to bounce off, like if they're dating and they're not sure quite how to navigate that, then sometimes they'll go to a sex worker and be like, Can you help me with this? <laughs> you mentioned this <laughs> at coffee yeah. about, so you met someone on Tinder or something that turned into a client mm-hmm.
1: and then it turned out that like you guys would do your thing and then he would like ask
0: you for girl advice yeah that's, that's crazy definitely more than once um yeah so sometimes people will come forth with experiences that they've had and they're like can you almost critique this for me what did i do wrong in this situation is it what sex can stuff I do better the next time or um, more dating generally dating interesting okay yeah generally dating and i actually i'm on the works on a website and I have a blog post that I just wrote today that I'm going to publish and that is the basics of she's into me now what
1: you know? so what are my steps from here love that and send me the link yeah totally. so I can post it in the because this will come out next Friday okay so not like not to mon- <laughs> mm-hmm. not, not two days from now but the next Friday so yeah that's, to... that's fantastic yeah. you should you should do more blogs like I, I think that like you have so much insight into all this stuff. Some you yeah. gotta
0: put it out to the world. No, you have a lot. <laughs> Not just some a lot like for where I'm at. Because yes. like again, like I don't consider myself like a voice for sex workers. I think like I can talk about my own experiences and I've had a lot of experiences to talk about thus right. far but like I'm just excited to be here. Like oh. <laughs> I'm excited for like 20 years from now when I can own my own studio and be a dom and like rent it out to other doms. <laughs> oh my, like so truly you're you're going to be an entrepreneur. Here's hoping.
1: <laughs> like you're you're turning this into something that you can grow.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: That's really fucking cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, good for you. That's fantastic. What are some, like, and and don't be afraid to go dark or harsh with these, but, like, what are some lessons that you've learned or things you've learned through doing this? Because mm-hmm. um, this is, like, I mean, it's, too, you've been doing this about as long as I've been doing the podcast. Oh, cool. And I, and I think about it, and I'm like, holy shit, the things that I've, like, learned from mm-hmm. doing this thing every week. And, you know, it's part of my daily life. And um, do you that's a good question do you take any days off like where you're like i'm not not yeah. dealing with any yeah absolutely
0: good um depending on because like i'm in university right now um so depending on my school schedule last year it was like no sex work saturdays this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is my day off this is my saturdays time with are my not partner. For sex work. <laughs> this is like yeah exactly. i wrote that on my calendar <laughs> <laughs> like a landscape picture.
1: <laughs> Saturdays are not for sex work.
0: Yeah. Also, people are less likely to like ask for sex work or like on sex online sex work on the weekends. Oh, interesting. There's like more stuff on the go. Yeah. So like that's it's true. generally weekdays that people are like that's fascinating. I've got a lazy, you know post work Wednesday yeah where, like I just got paid on Thursday so yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it works um is there anything that you've learned about yourself like mm. through this I mean you're obviously still so young like I ask these questions and I keep forgetting that you're 23 <laughs> like you're a young and you you got so, like you're literally nine years younger than me um so you got a whole life ahead of you but a crazy journey, nonetheless, in, in yeah. two to three years. So anything that you can... Even, like, tips for
0: um, people who might...
1: Girls that might be
0: thinking about doing this. I would say, like, do your research... yeah Yeah. um noah benzi has a youtube channel um and she's fantastic she has a bit of a stage voice but she (laughs) is very (laughs) stage voice like very intelligent on the the subject of online sex work is it like a baby voice it's very much like a cam girl
1: voice (laughs) oh can we talk about cam girl voice what does that sound like can you do your best cam girl
0: hi everybody (laughs) Do you like <laughs> how's your day going? <laughs> Look how cute I am in this little schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> Do you want me to spin my wheel so I can drink more? <laughs> <Tip me. laughs> oh, Kitty cat 69 just took me a hundred tokens. Thank you! A little ninja, love you. Oh my god! My free cams is like a whole fucking garbage pile. I Sorry.
1: scrolled through that site one time just because mm. I was like, I had heard a couple different things about mm. Um And I had heard that. There was like non-nude camming there is.
0: or like yeah.
1: girls that just literally talk to people or like develop these kind of relationships mm. with people in the chat. And yeah, I saw a spinning wheel and yeah. it's literally just girls kind of dress a little more scantily clad, usually in a bedroom, on a bedroom floor. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. We're doing like the webcam girl checklist right now. So yeah. you got bedroom floor, check. Yep. Spinning wheel, check. check. And normally it's a physical wheel.
0: Yeah. It's like a physical wheel. You've Which got a schoolgirl girl skirt. You've yeah. got some props. You've got some sex toys hanging out. You might not use them. Usually they're in a chest or something. Yeah. But they like
1: open the chest and they're like, hmm, mm. what am I
0: pulling out next? Yeah, what nice. else is
1: there? There's usually fairy lights in the background, like yes. Christmas lights yeah. in the wall.
0: And um, I mean, you can make hella cash. I know one girl who's even local and she makes $3,000 a paycheck. Jesus Christ. A paycheck. So, and how often does she get the paycheck? I think like every 2 weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's more than I get. Yeah. It's more than Shit. most people get. Shit. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, so like there are some people who are like super devoted to it. That's their thing. I think that's awesome. If you have an like the energy to talk to people or no one. If you have the energy to talk out loud continuously, you would make an excellent cam girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and, again, a lot, a lot of acting. A lot of acting. a lot of acting, for sure. you got
1: to turn... Like, I've... <laughs> I've done live streams where, Ooh. you know, like, I've done podcast, like, kind of like this, but live, um, where viewers from Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook can all view. Mm-hmm. And even if I, like, I'm talking, say I'm talking to you, and I don't see a comment, people will be like, you didn't respond to my comment. <laughs> and, like, yeah, they get right there, needy, and I'm just I like, know. "Geez, like, to be a cam girl, you truly have to, like probably not have ADD. You have to have, be able to focus and focus in on the chat and not get distracted because I can oh. imagine it can be overwhelming.
0: I mean, sometimes it's fine if you're, I mean, like you always want to acknowledge if someone tips you, even mm. if it's like a little amount. But the Same thing with is, you. with my free cams, is that someone will tip you like 50 tokens. Tokens are worth like, I think five cents right. or something bullshit like that. And they'll be like, Ugh. Show your titties. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck that. <laughs> well, My titties are worth more than 25 cents, sir. I do you think that that's a mistake a
1: lot, probably a lot of girls make going into it? Is yes. They yeah. probably give stuff away for not enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, initially yeah. when I started, I was like, Oh, I made like 500 tokens. No, 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 <laughs> no. And like sometimes people will, um, like there will be almost like moderators that pop in, like guys right. who are very regular with the site. They like like to help um, and they'll advise the you to do things. They don't always know what they're fucking talking about. Um, mm. And most of the time you're going to be a better business person than they are. So,
1: <laughs> so many zings tonight. I didn't even tell you what the bell. The bell is when you make a good point. Um, nice.
0: I should have been zinging that too.
1: Oh, I got you, girl. You, you, you've been, you've been just handing them to me. Um, can we do a quick breakdown of the sites and how they work? Cause yes, I'm fascinated by absolutely. that. Absolutely.
0: Um, so there's the one that you're on is OnlyFans. I'm on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So OnlyFans, the one thing that I really like, I've got a couple things that I really like about OnlyFans. One, they only take 25% of what you make. Um, so if you have like one transaction, they'll take 25% of that. Whereas places like ManyVids will take 40%. Jesus. Which is a lot. So that's a shit ton. <laughs> um, the only thing with OnlyFans is that the only way you can sell video content is either on your main feed, so people pay a subscription fee that's monthly, or you can sell it via DM. You can send a mass DM, but it means that like only your current subscribers will get that DM. Not all of them will check their messages. They might not. So it's less likely that you're going to sell as many videos as you might on ManyVids. That's the one advantage of that. Okay, um, it's also something that doesn't have a homepage mm. too. So I'm just gonna like pop my hair up, <laughs> get <a> real sweaty. <laughs> you don't look it at all, but, uh, but
1: it's weird that I feel sweaty, but the camera—it's just highlight. That's the way that I'm saying it.
0: Neat. The, there you go. We're glowing. <laughs> We're glowing. But yeah, so like with MoneyBids, they have a homepage. It's like searchable. So if you're searching a kink, you can find your kink on MoneyBids. Um. Oh, interesting. And so, if you had a video, could you like put tags on the video? Yeah, saying, oh, that's like, they encourage that. that. Um, and then with OnlyFans, there's no homepage, so you're self advertising. Hmm. So if you have a large Instagram following or a large Twitter following, you can make hell of fucking cash. So that's why having these
1: Instagrams is so
0: important. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that's like directly you're sourcing your followers, whereas many vids people are there. You can build a following on many vids. But, again, it's better to have social media as, like, a pool to be, like, here are my people. My people will support me. Right. Yeah. Do you find Instagram to be exhausting to yes. keep up with? <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate Instagram. <laughs> I well, hate I mean, it.
1: <laughs> because in order to grow it, I mean, you have to be constantly posting and Well, you have to post at the right time
0: of day. You have to engage with people. I've kind of given up on all of this bullshit. But yeah. Like, mostly... Yeah. Because Instagram hates sex workers, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, why haven't I got deleted? There was one point a few weeks ago when I like thought I got deleted, but it was just like Instagram being a little bitch and locking <laughs> me out, which is something that they occasionally do for sometimes days on end to people, and it's a real thing that happens. Not nice. stupid.
1: Sarah Silverman posted like a picture of her nipple, and so she, that got mm, taken down, yeah. and then she started posting pictures of male nipples. Yes, and like they didn't get taken down. She's yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense at all. So it just got How continually
0: is... more confusing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, is this
1: male or female? Who knows? Is this male or female? Like, it's so funny.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, many vids and only oh vans. My fans, my free cams, camming website. Honestly, I've heard from people that, uh, uh, something, something else. One of the other campsites. I'm gonna my free cams, I think. My free camp. I think it is. Yeah, it's my free camps. I feel like is better. Um, one thing with uh, no, my free camps is like the one that that I was. What are was the other on? ones? The other one? Could we Google search? Let's Google them. I should know this because it should come up right away. Right
1: people Google it all the time.
0: <laughs> Can she type right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the heat is just making me a piece literally, of literally
0: like. canning canning sites (laughs) what am i my fucking grandmother would it be cam to cam Uh, Uh, to be a cam girl okay chatterbait okay chatterbait Chatterbait is better Uh because my free cams um ranks you based on your activity so if you're on a lot like every single day you're gonna be higher in the ranks um chatterbait is like while you're using the site. Oh, okay. Um so I've heard that people've had better experiences both are a little transphobic. Oh shit. So that's also problematic. So more challenging. Ugh, yeah. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um I'm pretty sure that chatterbait is not as mm. but I know my free cams is interesting kind of bullshit that's the
1: one main one that I know is the my free cams Mm.
0: and so your
1: videos um quick question about those um because I was was asking her about her production value earlier what she used for lighting and stuff what what um so when you go to make a video do you make it kind of just based around something that you want to do or do you kind of suss out what people want and and make them
0: around that I kind of like honestly still am just like testing different kinks because there's so much right. out there. So I'm like, what's going to sell the most? Hmm. Um, honestly, the biggest seller, cream pies. God, that's such a big deal. Cream, cream pies, facials, anything with cum in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately. Dom videos, unless they're custom, seem to sell less for some fucking reason. I don't know. Right. Like step your game up. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. And so, like, do you, are most of your videos solo? Yes. Yeah. Most of them are. I do have that threesome video. We actually were like, this is so hot, we're going to remake it. So we remade our first night of sex and did an oil play video and also a threesome video with her partner. It's like a re And a bath time video. <gasps> yeah. So these are going to be available on my website, which will be chilichick.com Dang. if I can get it running in time for this to go up. Hell but know that yeah. it will be chilichick.com. Check in maybe a That's month from now.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. Holy smokes. In the meantime, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Or Instagram. I will sell it to you via email. and And people can follow you on the Instagram.
1: Right. Her handle will be right here. Please follow it. She's, she's very, very beautiful girl. She's always posted. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Could could be by. Could be by
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just love
1: a beautiful woman who's like strong in herself, and that's what you are, I feel. What? So blessed. Very blessed. Oh my gosh. Well we're gonna wrap it up. We're at one twenty five. So I am going to let you get the hell out of this oven. <laughs> I think I'm just going to quickly check my phone but I think I asked you most of the questions. Let's see. Oh, actually. Yeah, one one more question. Okay. Do you plan on doing this long term? Yes. So you
0: you're in the school now.
1: Uh we sh- maybe shouldn't say
0: what you're taking, but you're, ta- you're you ha- well, you have Yeah. I mean, like, I'm taking PR. PR. Um, Yeah. And my intent with that is to work within the realm of sex work um, to kind of reshape the way sex work is viewed by the public. That's, like, overall what I would like to do with this. Yeah. Um, Love that. Because I think, like, so much of what we see now is, like, Sex workers are victims. Sex work is scary. You wouldn't want this to be your daughter. All They're of dirty. this media yeah. is like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then we had that fucking Netflix series about that faux dom who was Ooh. like, uh, uh, oh, what? Do you remember uh, the name? Do you remember the I, Now I need uh, to know. I think it's like, she's called Mistress May, but I'm like, oh, damn. Let me just look it up because yeah. I hate Hate her. I'm gonna have to watch this. I hate her so much. Cause like I was like bonding. That's bonding. What it's called oh. I hate bonding. What? Any Dom will tell you that they what? hate bonding. What, what was what was the problematic about it? Her shitty Shibari, for one, she like, <laughs> does not know how to tie anybody <laughs> at all. She literally was like, that was the sloppiest shit I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. They could have solved that so easily. <laughs> um, her consent, non-existent, boundaries, non-existent. Just like a little freaking manipulative. Oh shit. Yep. Yeah, I Damn. hate her. I hate this show. It made dominatrixes look so bad. Oh my God. So bad. <laughs> well, fuck. So don't watch my Also, Name. she got her own account on Twitter, which got verified. Many sex workers cannot get verified and or get deleted from oh. Twitter. So that was another slap in the face shit yeah god
1: damn
0: so i mean maybe consult some sex workers the next time you make a show about sex work oh my gosh (laughs) have you watched any of the ones about like
1: the like uh fuck what's it called
0: uh rashida jones made it oh yeah yeah, girls wanted yeah i feel like that was very dismal yeah yeah even like holly randall like she has a podcast as well um and she was talking about how like Even that, like, looked really dismal. She looked back on that and she was like, oh, it makes me look real sad. (laughs) So it was definitely skewed in in a way that it It wasn't showing all sides. Like, Rashida Jones is great, but I feel like they intentionally included some more sad stories. To To make make it a little more buzzworthy, maybe. Again, projecting that stigma. Totally. It's like, if you want to help sex workers ask sex, sex workers work. about their lives and not like people who come into the porn industry who are drugged up teenagers because that's the thing that we're 17
1: and just want to yeah. yeah
0: it's like that's that's shitty none of us want them to be here they yeah. shouldn't be in the industry yeah um so true yeah
1: and this is this is exactly why i want to do this episode because i mm. i'd much rather talk to somebody who has experience with this than just like, you know, Google or like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's, it's so yeah. much better. So so but you do want to work in um, I guess advocacy maybe?
0: Yeah. That kind of area. I would love to work with like organizations that help sex workers. Um like are swap there any? sex workers. Um there are, yeah. yeah. Um so swap is a big one mostly in the United States, but I believe they are global. Oh okay um Woodhull is another one um i believe stepping stone is one that's based in canada yeah interesting um so there are there are organizations out there that help sex workers that are sex worker run right um and i think that's the only way to make change is like sex workers helping sex Sex workers workers,
1: which is maybe what you will do in the future maybe yeah like with whatever business with
0: with marketing um Maybe owning my own studio, being a little dom. Yeah. yeah. Being little <laughs> you should call it little dom studios. <laughs> little dom. <dumb. laughs>
1: <laughs> I love this. I think that I, I just, like I, like I said, I can't say thank you enough, um, for coming on to talk. I'd love to have you back sometime where my apartment's not an oven. Uh, and we can maybe even dive deeper because we covered a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like brushed over a lot of things. And I'm totally. just like, I want to ask you a thousand more questions, but we can't be here all night, unfortunately. So, um, we do have to close up the episode, but Chili, thanks so much. Follow Anytime. her on Instagram. Chili, is it, was it Chili Chick? Chili Chick underscore. Perfect. Follow that Instagram. Keep up to date with her. And maybe you'll be back and yes. for more dark and stormies. Oh, hell yeah. On a non sweaty night. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, girl. You get to close the episode with a bell ring. Ooh. Make it good. Woo! <laughs> we got it. We Love got it. it! You rock. Thanks so you much. Rock. Yeah, this was <laughs> so fun.
0: It was super fun. Oh, my
1: God. I, I'm so curious about so much. You don't even know. I want to take that. All right. Hi there! This is T. Johnny with Quirky and or Queer, a podcast about otherness. Join me as I interview people in the community. I talk to musicians, community workers, artists, comedians, and even my mother about otherness. How does it shape their careers, their romantic pursuits, creative projects, and shape their overall worldview? There are lots of laughs, plenty of tender moments, and some deep conversations. Find Quirky and or Queer on your favorite podcast app.